Hey, great friends. What's happening today is Wednesday. It is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And before we get started on today's show, for everybody that's listening on audio podcast and for everybody that's watching on YouTube, just want to mention a few of our great sponsors. And by the way, um, we will have an announcement. I'm going to say at the early part of next week about a brand new partner that is a big name brand in San Diego. And you're all going to want to participate in this one. And we're all going to succeed in this together. So I'll get to that coming up. But in the meantime, let me mention the partners that make it all happen for us right now. Seven Mile Casino. Their website is 7milecasino.com. The QR code is right here. I always tell you every day, man, you want to play blackjack and poker and other table games. You want to have a great meal, easy to get to. Parking's easy. It's free. Um, you know, there, there's no smoking. I mean, all the benefits of playing at 7 Mile Casino. Because listen, you could schlep 30 miles east into East County. But the problem is, is when you get there, you're going to have this mega hotel casino. You're not there for the hotel. You're not there for a show. You're not there for a buffet. You're not there for a pool scene. You're there to play, you know, and, and that's what you do at Seven Mile Casino. As you play, you have great food, no smoking, and it's super convenient. Only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com, and the QR code is right here. Uh, let me talk about prize picks for a minute. Now, I just sucked last night on prize picks. I was horrible. And I listened to Browner's advice on the players uh, on the Detroit Pistons that were going to have big games. And it may have been some of your advice too. Um, Snaker in League of Legends crushed it, went way over eight and a half kills, crushed it. Chet Holmgren, only 13 points when he needed to get to more than 15 and a half points last night. I was watching that Oklahoma City Orlando game. I don't care about that game, but I had a prize picks play, so I did. Cade Cunningham for Detroit and Jalen Duran from Detroit. Neither of those guys succeeded for me. And even the greatest dart guy, um, I'm still having to wait for him because the dart guy, I actually uh, played him and it's tomorrow. So I did not do well last night on my prize picks. And I've got a lot of you guys to send me your prize picks on Twitter. Keep sending them because you guys seem to be crushing and I'm not doing so well. Go to their app, download their app, prize picks. And then when you're there, use our code, great friends. That's the code, great friends to get a first-time deposit match. You put in 100, they put in 100. You put in 50, they put in 50. And let's get going here on basketball season on prize picks. All right, let me mention somebody else. These guys right here, Athletic Greens, AG1. I mention this to you all the time. You know, I worked out hard this morning. Like, I really did. I put in a really, really good effort. And I didn't get done with the workout and go to a protein shake. I went to the AG1 right away. I had a cup of coffee at like 6 in the morning. And I had my AG1 at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And that's because that, that is the provider of all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients, superfoods, probiotics, everything that I should take like uh, supplements for or get from my food, which I don't. I don't take any supplements. I don't take any vitamins. I take the vitamin D from AG1. You get the one-year supply. I take one packet of this. You get five of these for free, by the way, when you order through us. And you get a subscription. And it's, it's less than a cup of coffee every day. And it does a hell of a lot more for your body than a cup of coffee does. So if you're a big time coffee drinker and you, you know, have energy issues as the day goes on, sustained energy with this product right here, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan, or there's the QR code. All right. At the halftime, I'll mention a couple other partners, but let's get started on a Wednesday. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. Kaplan and crew, Grande, the brown man, and we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. If you're looking for a great place to play blackjack 
poker, table games, have an incredible meal at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, easy parking, uh, smoke-free, only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego on Bay Boulevard in Chula Vista. Seven Mile Casino is the place for you, Jack. So uh, check it out, 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. You have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. And let's kick things off today on a Wednesday, a Valentine's Day Wednesday. I'll start off by wishing my two Valentines a very happy Valentine's Day. And then I'm going to go right into what I was watching earlier today, which was the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Grande, brown man, will you be my Valentine today, guys? What do you say? I know Browner, mm. Browner is so homophobic. He like right away makes faces. Just a joke. Just relax. I'm not in second grade. I'm not handing you a Valentine's Day card, buddy. Those were the days, by the way. Those were the days where you would get Valentine's cards from all 20 of your classmates and candy. You'd just be hopped up on chocolate all day. Those were the days, man. Yeah, or those little like pink heart, like chalky, gross things that had like writing on them, like words and stuff. Oh, yeah, those are disgusting. Those yeah. are those delicious. Gross. I still buy those to this day. Uh, I mean, I, I guess you like peeps too, you weirdo. No, 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 no. I'm not no fan of peeps. So I got, y'all know, it's not a secret. I have uh, boys who are in uh, preschool now. I mm -hmm. dropped them off in the morning, picked them up in the afternoon. Apparently, the school wants us to take uh, uh, a card now, a card for every child in the class. Mm -hmm. Is this new or is this just me? No, it's it's not new. I just said it like two seconds ago. That's yeah, what... dude. I mean, like when I was yeah. a kid in school, like what I would do is, is they, your mom would get you like Valentine's day cards and candies and mm -hmm. like each kid in the class, it would be like to Alex from Scott, happy Valentine's day. And that's mm -hmm. the way it was. And it didn't matter you if you get like, mail on mail, mail, to like female, a, whatever. Yeah. You get like a box of Spider-Man Valentine's. You get a box of whatever cartoon was in the, was in the, in the mode back then. So yeah. Yeah. It's you. Was it so mandatory? No. But was it basically accepted as everyone's doing it? Yes. So for me, everything is times three. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if there are 20 kids in the class, I got about yeah. 60 cards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See where this is going? Mm -hmm. I do. So well, for you me, blame your biology, not the teacher. Yeah, you know, really? Blame your body. No, no, no. Not, I mean, I'm, blame I'm, that I'm, thing that you throw around out there yeah. like an NBA player. You know what I'm saying? Blame your. I'm, blame I'm, your I'm, I'm blaming the system, okay? Because I wake up on I wake up this morning with one question I need to ask all men. Because today should be celebrate. It should be celebratory for men, okay? I'm I'm exhausted. Of, I'm exhausted of Valentine's Day being about women. I'm exhausted of it. He does this every fellas. year, by the way. Every year, fellas. every year, fellas. every year he no. goes into his Valentine's Day rant. Go off, King. Go off, King. Go. Hold on. 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 Go for it. Yeah. Go, go ahead, King. Go ahead. Go, fellas. When was the last time? A woman took you out for Valentine's Day. Okay, don't fall for the scam. When was the last time, if a female is listening to this, okay, you still got time. When was the last time you took a man out for Valentine's Day? If Valentine's Day is truly only about love, full, A to B, from A to Z, okay, I'm going to say A to Z, from A to Z, if it's just about loving your, your, your partner on that particular day, if you are in a relationship, a male-female relationship, because I don't know about the, you know, whatever. A male-female relationship. When was the last time the woman took the man out? Tell me. Tell me, fellas. Tell me. Ask your woman. When was the last time she took a man out for Valentine's Day? Ask. Can't answer the question. They'll look at you like you from Mars, bruh, because that ain't even a concept that even second to their mind, fam. 
doing it. They ain't doing it. But we expect yeah, Mike is we like ex- bugging out when he freak so when he starts going crazy. Like when he starts going, nah, bruh, nah, bruh, come on, that ain't the way it is, fam. Like when he starts doing that, like his mic gets to a point where it's like, I can't take you yelling at me. Okay, I'll say it calmly. Thank you, fellas. Yo, fellas. If she don't love you enough to treat you on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. just keep it 100. I'm a, I'm an everyday lover. I love all the time, 24-7. Ain't no off days for me when it comes to love. So I don't celebrate this day because this is for suckers, okay? This is a scam. If you got to treat your woman particularly special on this particular day and she don't reciprocate, and I don't mean for sex, okay, because you should get that anyway. That should be something that you get celebratory because if it is you need to change your game plan but if you cannot be appreciated on this day outside of something you should be getting anyway then what kind of game you playing bro that's all i'm asking okay i'm I'm glad you i'm I'm glad you got it off your chest because you do this every year yeah trying to think of the browner get it off your chest calendar yeah valentine well yeah you haven't said anything about black history month so that's cool but right happy black history month Valentine's Day is to start. Wait, no, Martin Luther King Day. Got to work. Representation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Valentine's Day is just a Sam. kick in the nuts to all men, and and, all, and women should take men out. That's that's his mm-hmm. perspective on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he hates Father's Day. I oh, know this. Absolutely, he hates absolutely. Father's Day with a passion. Yeah, those are the three that stick out of my head. That are like, there's we got to go full screen on Browner. And you mm-hmm. gotta let him do his let thing. Him do his, yeah, let him go. Yeah, let him go. I yeah. hate I hate Father's Day with a passion of a thousand sons, bro. Yeah. No way. I hate it. So, hate it. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Scott, I took advice from Bill Burr many years ago, mm-hmm. and it was life changing advice. I'm in a relationship. I'm in, I'm in a marriage Ooh, where yeah. my wife likes Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. She likes it. Do we go all out and get like hundred dollar or like jewelry and diamonds and no, but do we say, Hey, happy Valentine's day. Let's go have a nice dinner. You know, maybe, maybe get her a card or something like that. Yes, absolutely. But hmm, fellas, listen, do you pay? Of course I pay. And I have no problem with it. Right. How many years you been paying? Every, everyone. Pretty much. Cool. Now, by the way, now, by the way, he said uh, opposite end of the spectrum. So let this brother roll. Let this brother roll. I'm just, I, I'm just trying to talk because not everybody feels like top left. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Some people might feel the opposite, and mm-hmm. that is me. Do I like it? No. Do I think it's a made-up corporate holiday? One hundred percent. Do I need a Do I need a rant about it every single year? No, because it is what it is. It ain't going anywhere. If in fact it's probably getting worse. So, here's my advice to you fellas that are stuck, not stuck, or you like to do Valentine's Day. Don't do it today. Don't do it today. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. And we actually have a name for it, me and my wife, and you call it the side piece day. You do it yesterday. Mm -hmm. You do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Because guess what I did? I had a reservation at a lovely restaurant, 6.30 p.m., lovely table. Was it crowded? No. Did I get everything I needed? Yes. Did I look to see if I could make a reservation today at that same restaurant at the exact same time? Yes. Was anything available? No. Did I go to the flower to the store and get a little some some yesterday where everything was already there and there was no lines? Yes. Figure it out, y'all. 
Be smarter than the system. It's a made-up holiday. It's St. Christmas. It's St. New Year's. This is just a made-up holiday. So if you're going to observe it, why observe it on your own terms? Okay. Great side advice. piece day, baby. Great. I'm advice. just glad. I'm just glad y'all. I'm just glad y'all finally coming on board. Mister uh, Mister Bottom Screen. Mr. All right. Bottom Screen. Let All right. Here, here goes. All right. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to listen. I would like to ask a question. You <laughs> go, go ahead. ahead and feel do your free. Thing. Feel free. Do your thing. <clears throat> How, you are. You are in your uh, early fifties. You're a young man. Thank you. I would. I would say you've been in the dating pool for roughly. 40 years, roughly, give or take, right? I mean, I don't know. There was a time I was married for like 20 of those years. Well, you were, as a married man, you're always dating your wife. I should have been ce- fresh. I, sh- I should have been celebrating side piece day while I was married. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I never stopped. So <laughs> I would ask the question to you, sir. Go ahead, ask Stop me. How, never did. Never will. Mm-hmm. Have never you ever, mm-hmm. never lost? been taken out for valentine's day by either your girlfriend your ex-wife or women before her no not that i recall not that i recall and you've been hustling in this in this dating game for how long 30 plus i mean look i i was you got you got three decades of romantic love in you and you ain't never had it reciprocated to you and 30 of them things come on but dog i want you to understand something i'm with alex here I don't, you, you, you feel that you feel that it's important that you be treated as the Valentine. Men be, men yeah. be, men be, not me, men. I'm going to say this. Most men, I think most men actually feel the opposite of how you feel. You feel like men should be the Valentine. Men should be the recipient of the Valentine's Day love and celebration. I think most men feel like Alex feels. They understand their women expect something. On Valentine's Day. And by the way, when I say expect something, like you said, Alex, it doesn't have to be an expensive piece of jewelry. It, it, it could be a box of chocolates. It could be, it could be flowers. It could be a handwritten card. It could anything just to acknowledge from man to woman. And by the way, forget about the man to woman thing, however the relationship goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Forget about it, all right? But in the relationships that I've been in, man to woman, I can always tell you this the woman expects something from the man. Not and never have I, as the man, expected something from the woman. And let me just give you a perspective because I'm older than both of you fools. So last year, I screwed up Valentine's Day in a big way. And I wish I really, really remembered the details, but I think I intentionally <laughs> blocked them out. Yeah. Something happened. You don't want to go year. back and look at the film. You just want to erase not, it. You just want to get it. You want to Kyle Shanahan this thing. Yeah, I ain't yeah, watching yeah. it. Right, right. And it, and, and it, like Kyle Shanahan, hey, you know what? If I went with the same game plan and I kicked off, guess what? The results would have been the same. No difference. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what happened last year, but if I had to take a guess, here's what I think happened last year. During Valentine's Day last year, for some reason, I don't remember why, I think I was in L.A. working. So like the calendar was such that on that day, it falls on a Tuesday, let's say, or a Wednesday. That was one of these days that I was you know, committed to being in L.A. So when I come back, let's call it a Thursday, and I go over to Rachel's house, she's very, very upset with me because I wasn't in town for Valentine's Day, and I didn't do anything to even acknowledge Valentine's Day because I was like, oh, you know, Valentine's Day came and went, whatever, I wasn't here. She knows I'm working. You know, she... No, bro. She told me last year, you always always acknowledge valentine's day 
and you always make sure you get me flowers on Valentine's Day. And mm. she had to school me, you know, and, and she's, you know, she trains me sometimes. She coaches me to be a better man. And, and I'll tell you something, um, Alex, I subscribe to your theory and I didn't know yeah. you got it from Bill Burr, but here's what I did yesterday. Yesterday, midday, I was in a grocery store where I normally get her flowers. I try and get her flowers on Mondays. That's usually Smart. when I get, pretty much on Mondays. Mm -hmm. And if I'm, I'm three out of four weeks, I'm batting 750. Can I side note real quick? Yes. Yeah, Fellas, don't let anyone tell you, you can't get flowers from the grocery store. They have oh. immaculate flowers. Who said okay? that? So don't, Who said saying, that? Don't let anyone tell you. Let that. me let me tell you something. Vons, a lot of, baby. A lot of times when I'm going over to my girlfriend's house, I stop at the local Vons and I get her roses. And for 20 bucks, you can get a dozen roses at, at every day of the year. All year round. Other than today, where they're like $200. Um, so I and I and listen, it doesn't matter. Is it every Monday? Pretty much every Monday. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you spend, and it doesn't matter how great they are. Or how, if you walk into a woman's house with flowers. Any day, especially days other than Valentine's Day, it's the easiest way to get a smile and make them happy. And if yeah. something's not going right, you walk in with flowers, everything's going right. Now, back to Valentine's Day. I'm with you. I don't want to go out on Valentine's Day tonight because I don't mm -hmm. want to go to a restaurant where it's a prefixed menu or they gouge you or oh, yeah. there's crowds or whatever. So what I did was yesterday... I go into my local grocery store here in Cardiff. Okay. I'm up in North County. Alex and Brown are down in North Park. I walk in and dude, they got flowers everywhere and they're beautiful. And some of them, I'm like, that's a little Christmassy and that's kind of more Valentine's Daisy and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And, and last evening when we got done, I went back down to that grocery store. I picked up a beautiful bouquet of flowers. I'll tell you honestly, $27. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice flowers, really nice flowers. Um, 27 bucks, uh, took them over to her house and said, Hey babe, we're going out for dinner tonight. Um, in the meantime, um, now it's, it's, it's last night. It's the night before Valentine's day restaurant. I wanted to go to just quiet as can be. We walked in, we had the whole place to ourselves, you know, exactly what we wanted. Right. And, and so now she's got flowers. Oh, and by the way, the flowers from last week, the pink roses, we're still in full bloom. They weren't going anywhere. They weren't dead yet. I we got the brand new flowers in the second vase. We went out to dinner last night. We had a lovely dinner. I took her home. She she got in the bath. I went home and went to sleep, right? And today, Valentine's Day, you know what I'm going to do? Pick up mm. some dinner. I'm going to take it to her house. We're going to stay in, and it's going to be nice. And you know what? She's going to be happy. I'm going mm. to hand write a card today. I'm wow. going to tell her how awesome she is. And now I've not just hit her up on Valentine's Day with something. I gave her something yesterday, the time. Dude, trust me when I tell you, okay? Take it from an older guy who's been a lot more experienced, who's been married, who's been divorced, who's been out in the dating pool to your point, Browner. Yeah, suckers do it on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day is like New Year's Eve. Yeah. It's, 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 it's amateur night at the Apollo, okay? Yeah, yeah. You do it the plus day today, before. dude. Do it the day before. Do it, it. It's probably better the day before, but if you have to, you can do it tomorrow too. But today, it's just back to normal. You know, the the words "Happy Valentine's." Let day, me ask you something. We're not is, uttered today. Is Mar happy? Is Mar happy with what you did Ecstatic. last night? Ex Ecstatic. Same. Ecstatic. 
Same. Exactly. I woke up this she morning. So happy. She got dressed up. She put a little pink sweater on, man. Nice. She did her makeup, dude. You know, I, that's all. Whatever. Dude, whatever. I woke up this morning. I sent her a text. Hey, babe, happy Valentine's Day. Love you. <laughs> I posted something on Instagram. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm I don't even have you. to do that. I have Instagram. Yeah. So I got yeah. one less thing. One less thing. Like Forrest Gump says. All right. You know what I'm well, saying? happy Valentine's Day to all who are celebrating. And speaking of celebrating, and someone come give Browner some love, man. Oh like, man, Browner, I don't man, know what you know is what the problem for with Browner. You, you got a PO box. We can like we could just have the great friends like on these holidays that you hate. All you want to do is be loved. So can yeah. we love you? Right. Can we? Can we? Because it just feels like you weren't loved, man. And right now, all I want you is to be loved. Do you have an right. address we can? Send he's so things pissed. To? He's so pissed because he's got to have sixty Valentine's Day cards for the classroom. Sixty, not, not twenty. Not <laughs> well. He, hey, who told him to have three? You know, who told him to have triplets, right? I know he got faux, he got faux, but he got three triplets, you know? So now instead of having 20 Valentine's Day cards, he got to have 60. Yes, we get it. It's multiplied by three for the brother. Okay, we get it. But but this notion that you're going to change the world, that that Valentine's Day should be from women to men, not from men to women. It Listen, keep going, brother. You you, you do your thing. All all I'm saying is this. Everybody should be. I think you guys are missing this point. Everybody should be loved on Valentine's Day. What I'm saying is men are neglected on Valentine's Day. I'm not saying that men should be the only people celebrated on Valentine's Day. I'm saying the love should be equally spread on Valentine's Day. And it isn't. Well, okay. that's what I'm saying. In this saying. household, did I pay for dinner? Yes. Was I greeted yesterday morning with a nice coffee and a box of donuts to say, hey, happy Valentine's Day? Yes, I was. And for me, that's all I that's need. That's very nice. That's very nice. Saying? For me, I'll tell you guys this. Um, you guys what you know get? I, what you get, Scott? What you get? Well, here's what I've gotten. You ready? Um, mm-hmm. I am tomorrow. I'm leaving for a little weekend getaway with mm-hmm. my girlfriend. Who For your birthday? Uh, for my birthday, right? <laughs> Which I'm not taking the day off because my birthday is on Saturday. Glad you're but you are taking birthday. tomorrow and Friday off. And yes, but and that's Monday. But I'm, but I'm not taking Monday, my birthday off. Monday is Barack Obama day. Yeah, but I'm not taking my birthday off. I'm taking off because my birthday's on Saturday. So just to <laughs> okay, be clear, just to be clear, I, I think right. people who take their birthday off from work are a bunch of losers. Yeah. Last year you took it off, but this year not a loser. Cool. Well, Got it. Not a loser right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So so just to tell you um how I'm being, I feel like I'm getting the love reciprocated. We're going on a little trip. We're going on a little getaway. Um, we're gonna spend a lot of time together. We're gonna be together. So yeah, you know what? Um, I feel like that love is reciprocated, Browner. That's good because that's the, to me that's key, that, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not saying that it's one. I'm saying it's one sided. Now I'm saying it shouldn't be one sided. And if there's a situation where you feel like the love is being now tilted towards you, after you've tilted it towards her, that's totally fair, and that's the balance that I'm speaking of. Okay, mm. I'm not saying that the day shouldn't be celebrated. I'm saying the day should be celebrated evenly, and I think that's what is, was missed interpreted on my first iteration well, of this conversation. I think, I think there's clearly a problem in your life where, where you give no, and no, give no. and give and you're not receiving. Yeah, you're a giver. No, hold you're on. Giver, hold, hold, hold on now. I'm not saying that. I don't receive. I've trained them. Like you say, Rachel is crazy. <laughs> she coached you to be a better man, right? That's what yeah. Rachel used to say, right? Oh, you yeah, say, great. Rachel helps you be a better man. She trains you, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. They're all trained, brother. Oh. Trust me. Okay. I'm, I'm very celebrated. Okay. 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 Just, so, right. just so you know. Just okay. So I do. Know. I feel so good. We know. So we know. All right. Listen, we all let's feel get, good about our Valentine's yeah, Day good. 20 minute conversation. We, here? we do. We feel good. All right. Listen, let me okay, tell you what's cool. coming up. Let me tell you what's happening today. Glad we had this conversation for the people. <laughs> Eric Williams from foxsports.com will join us next. We're going to put a wrap and a bow 
on the entire Super Bowl and the football season. That's coming up next. Um, I was watching the Kansas City Chiefs celebration parade a little bit earlier today. We've also got some some audio and video from the Kelsey brothers on their um, on their podcast where Travis is talking to Jason about his dance moves with that DJ Marshmallow head. So we're going to talk about all of that. And we're going to get to it coming up in just a little bit. Um, also coming up today, our friend Chuck Denton, the cameraman from CBS, who was right there on top of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. He's coming up today as well. So, and we got a lot of Padre stuff. We got a bunch of things about last night's San Diego State basketball game, which was a bad first half, but a great second half. We got a lot to get to. We're just getting going. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. It is a Wednesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Eric Williams from foxsports.com is about to join us. Uh, Eric really specializes in the NFC West. And with that, he followed the 49ers all year long, including right through the Super Bowl this past Sunday and through uh, what happened earlier today with Kansas City and their victory parade. So Grande, Brown Man, Eric Williams is here now to wrap up what was an incredible football season. Eric, happy Valentine's Day, man. Hey, happy Valentine's Day to you all. Hope you got your significant other something so you, you didn't get in trouble. I'm still working on that. Okay, we'll be brief. We'll be very, very brief. Um, Alex and I both uh, do Valentine's Day the day before. So I, I brought flowers last night, took my girlfriend out to dinner last night. I'm good, man. I have no more pressure on me. Alex did virtually the same thing. Browner, would you like to just very briefly explain to Eric your perspective on Valentine's Day? Oh, real quick, Eric. Very calmly, I can explain this. It's a sucker's holiday, and in my opinion, <laughs> if the if the man isn't treated equally as special on Valentine's Day, then what are we doing with the day? Okay. Period. End of story. That's the shortest way to explain it to you. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a top it off with this. I don't want to get too much into your personal life, and I don't want to get you in trouble because your wife hears this. Eric, how long have you been in, in the dating pool? Married and dating. Just give me a ballpark here because we got over 30 plus for Scott. What number are we talking for you? M married for over 20. We've been together okay. 27. That's fantastic. In 27 years, Eric, has your wife ever taken you out for dinner on Valentine's Day? Yes. Good man. See, now that's a good relationship. <laughs> that's why it's working. You see, that's how he's 20 plus in the game. 20 plus. Wife that's why his wife, under she understands she got a prize too. So it's equal prize. And they equal re mm. respected each other. Okay. She you know what they are? Out, he take her out. You know what they are together? They're a couple of prize picks. That's right. Very nice. Download that prize picks app and make mm -hmm. sure you use our code. Great friends. The code is great friends. Prize picks. Get that app. And start playing. Last night I was horrible. I got had both of those Detroit Pistons guys terrible. I had yeah. that League of Legends guy, that guy, uh, Snake or whatever his name was. He had more than eight Snicker. and a half kills. Not Snicker, maybe it was Snaker. Striker. Was, I don't know something like that. But anyway, my man had eleven and a half kills or thirteen kills last night when his when his prize picks number was normally eleven, and they gave you the discount on Taco Tuesday down to eight and a half. My man had Snaker had thirteen kills last night. And I'm still waiting for Luke Littler, the 17-year-old dart phenom, because he plays tomorrow. 
but it doesn't matter because freaking Chet Holmgren stunk last night. Cade Cunningham stunk last night. And that yeah, kid Duran. Yeah, it's bad. All right. Pistons are bad. What do you want me to tell you? I didn't. Yeah, that's all, that's all Eric. That's all yeah. Eric. I just, I just, yeah. I, I detest the day. And I want to make sure that men are treated equally as women are treated on this day. That's all, brother. That's all. All right. Eric Williams. Eric, let's, let's talk first and foremost. Just, just what did you think about the Super Bowl? I know it's a very global question, but. Mm-hmm. For a game that started slow, that had such a great second half and went into overtime, and then the controversy the next day of who knows the rules, who doesn't, just give me a <laughs> what would you think about the whole presentation? Uh, like you said, slow start, but uh, like the way that it finished, and it was an entertaining game, kind of what I expected. Um, you know, I think that the the game turned a, a couple different ways, and obviously, um, San Francisco struggled a little bit in the red zone. You know, one or two, they needed to get touchdowns there. And then they didn't capitalize on the two turnovers that they were able to force. They didn't get any points off of that. Um, so I think uh, those were critical uh, moments where they could have got uh, a bigger lead in the first half uh, and made it a little harder on Mahomes. And then, you know, the overtime situation, um, it's been an interesting talking point. I think it's been a little overblown. Um, I think the most important people that needed to know the rules were the head coach and the quarterbacks. And I think they understood the situation. Um, I think guys in position groups are more focused on, on, on executing what they're being asked to execute on uh, down in down out basis. Um, and you know, the, the rules are relatively new. Um, so for me, it didn't really have a, an outcome. I don't think on what happened uh, in the game. Um, I think, the main thing that you came away from it is Patrick Mahomes is really good. And if you're going to beat the chiefs, you got to figure out a way to stop him. Right. And you know, I think everybody was confused by the overtime rules. And I'll tell you, I know I was because what I was thinking was at the end when there was about six seconds to go, I was like, why are they not calling timeout? Right. Like, like what happens if this thing runs out of time, but moron over here doesn't realize the overtime rules, which are, Hey, so if it's first down, cause it was, I believe it was first and goal. And there were mm-hmm. six seconds to go. And let's just say that it gets to third and goal and they run out of time. It's not like the game is over. They, it, it's the second quarter of overtime. Right. They're in the middle of a possession. I literally did not know the overtime rules. To me, the controversy starts, though, when the San Francisco players say after the game, they didn't really know much about the strategy because they didn't know the rules. And once you hear a player say that, it becomes kind of an indictment on the coach but yesterday, Kyle Shanahan did have a press conference, did get questions about it. Alex, why don't you play for Eric so he can comment on what Kyle Shanahan said yesterday. Let's watch. We did say, and we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with them, make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that. But no, I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. Um, we did it with our analytics department. We decided that going into the playoffs, what – you know, I think you guys know how I've explained how I make decisions with that stuff in the past. I take all the information I can get, um, especially ones I haven't been in. And um, our analytics felt that was the best way to go. But as you guys know, I don't always just go with that. Uh, I take into account what they say, what they think is right. And then I go off my gut in the heat of battle. And I knew what they felt going into it. And when I think about that during the moments I have to make the decision, I think the type of game it was did match what they felt was the best way to do it did seem more like a field goal game um and our defense had been out there for a real long time right before that so uh, it was no i didn't feel at all to override that at the time you know i i I agree with kyle shanahan i mean i just don't think it changes the outcome um you know if, if you don't score a touchdown on the first possession and you kick a field goal 
he says, you know, I'm playing for the third possession, but you know that if Mahomes scores a, a touchdown, it's game set match. So it, to me, I would I would have much rather had the ball first and put the pressure on Kansas City because an interception, a fumble, something goes wrong, the field goal wins the game. So I, he's been criticized, but I think the criticism is mostly because his players told everybody they didn't know the rules. And there's that the NFL Films is coming out tonight or yesterday, and there is a clip of Kyle Yusek talking to players on the field saying, hey, you know if we score a touchdown, like that's not game. I, I did not know that. Like, so there is a clip of him actually on the field saying, I don't know the rule. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and McCall Hardman didn't realize that he won the game. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like everybody on the Chiefs side of things knew what the rules were either. Um, so I think part of it is just, you know, it's 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 a new rule and people are are learning it and 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 trying to understand it and try to make it work uh to their advantage. Um, you know, to play devil's advocate, if 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 you don't take the ball first and give it to the Chiefs and, you know, Mahomes leads them to a touchdown, I guess you know at that point that you have to score a touchdown and maybe you play offense a little bit differently knowing that and maybe you're not as conservative. But, again, that's just, you know, in hindsight have, and kind of playing Monday morning yeah. quarterback. Eric, I think this idea that we have to now – Ask all these questions about who knew the rules and who did. The people who needed to know knew, and that's what matters. Okay, right. uh, the the better player rose Rumble to the occasion. Know. Don't get me started on Tony. Rumble. Jim Nance didn't know. Chris Fowler didn't know. Nicole Harmon didn't know. Were they the on people the that needed field? to know? I don't think everybody on the field knew. Even on the Chiefs, like Eric just said it. I don't think. I think the rules are so convoluted and so different every year with overtime specifically. It's a mess. And it's the easiest we, solution of all time. You just do the NBA rule, bro. Like you play extra time until the clock says zero. And if you're tied, then in the regular season, great, you tied. But in the playoffs, you just keep playing quarters until it's over. Like, what is this? Like, I got possession, you got possession, field goal save. Well, what quarter? What how long do you play? I mean, did you play 15 minutes? minutes? 10 minute overtime, like they've been doing. You get 10 minutes, and if the score is tied in the regular season, tie. And if you in the playoffs, you obviously keep going and going and going until there's a winner. Like, why all of a sudden? Why was there a clock? We talked about this yesterday. Why was there even a clock? Hmm. Like, it was so convoluted and so confusing and so weird. It's it's just like enough with this these rules. Just play a quarter again. Okay, we're wasting we're wasting time as opposed to talking about <laughs> one of the greatest performances we've ever seen by the position in the moment. That's what should be talked about. The overtime rule is it, it's it's irrelevant. It's literally mm-hmm. irrelevant. If Brock Purdy had have been better, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I thought you were talking about Brock Purdy and and not Mahomes. I mean, greatest performance ever. You talking about Purdy, right? What you doing? <laughs> what, what you doing? What you doing, Eric? You try to uh, wait a minute. Hold he on. actually is putting the Super Bowl loss on Purdy. If Purdy were better, oh wow, yeah, really. Because let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. In the Super Bowl, what was different between what Jimmy Garoppolo did and what Brock Purdy did? Not a lot. Didn't Jimmy Garoppolo play well in the Super Bowl? Missed one throw. Didn't didn't Brock Purdy play well? He missed two throws. They just so happened to be on third down. I thought Brock played played pretty well, to be honest. Um, you know, he can't block Chris Jones. I mean, that's that's not on that's him. True. That's that's on the old line picking up the the blitz. So there were there were times where I thought the offensive line needed to be better uh, in terms of giving him time. How about the play uh, so calling? He can make plays. 
play calling could have been a little mm. better at times too. I, I would agree with that. Could could Purdy have played better? Yeah, but um, he didn't look overwhelmed by the moment. I, I give him that. Right, right. And so that's my whole point. It wasn't like, okay, this is his first Super Bowl. He's a young man. He's just last, well, however you want to chalk it up. And then he gets out there. He looks shook. I would understand that. He mm-hmm. looked ready for the moment. Yep. He looked poised. He looked, he looked like he had all his faculties. It's just a matter of talent to beat Patrick Mahomes at that level. You have to be special. You just can't be good. You mean like Lamar Jackson is special? Because he didn't beat him either. You mean like Josh Allen is special? Because he didn't beat him either. I mean, I'm just, are those guys special? Absolutely. You got to be special to beat them. And okay, sometimes they even, neither was he. Neither was he. Right. So he's lumped in the same group. I mean, you're, you're, you're making it stop seem it. like, what do you mean, stop it? Brock so you Purdy's would rather a, have Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson with the MVP of the league. What are no, we but doing? He's a, but, he's a second, but he's a second year player and, and you're knocking him. And, and all I'm trying to say is, is that as a second year guy who your expectations were he was 199th pick, he'd be lucky to make a roster let alone be a starter in a Super Bowl. Then and y'all should talk about him like that. Don't talk about him like he he's the level of a first pick. Don't talk about him like he, he's the level but, of an MVP. Let me ask you a question. Who's better? Who's MVP who, finalist. Who, was who, he not an MVP finalist, Eric? Am I wrong? Who's the MVP? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the MVP? Who, who, who's better? Let me ask you a question. You just said don't talk to him like he's an MVP right. finalist, but he yeah. was an MVP And finalist. don't talk about him like he's a first round. <laughs> who's better? Who's better, Brock Purdy or Kenny Pickett? Uh, that's not Right, you know, Kenny Pickett's trash. Okay, but he was a but he was a first round pick. All I'm trying to he say trash. to you is, but okay, okay. So Eric Williams is here from FoxSports.com. Um, Eric, was there a point in this game where you thought the Niners were gonna win, or did you kind of feel like they haven't capitalized enough, and Kansas City's gonna find their way back in, and they're gonna wind up winning this game? Well, I mean, I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl in September. And so watching this game, there was never a point I thought the Niners were going to win because they never took advantage of the opportunities that they had in the first half to be up two scores. And so when the game is just one score and you have Patrick McHolmes on the other side, you're just like you're just waiting for you're waiting for the comeback to, to happen at that point, which, you know, it took until overtime. But. You know, that that was the expectation from from me watching it. There's a stat going around today, and I want to give the guy credit because it's a pretty incredible stat. Uh, Neil Payne, who does his own status stuff on on Twitter. Bear with me here. I don't know if you saw it, Eric. Uh, <laughs> since 2001, there have been 125 drives in the NFL postseason where it was at least the fourth quarter. There was an under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer to start. So, like, clutch moments, right? Yep. 125 drives in the postseason. Out of those 125 drives, only 40% of them saw the team on offense pull off and get the points they needed to either win or tie a game. Are we all Mm -hmm. caught up here right now? We're good? Got it. Tom Brady in his career, 5 for 11. Great, 46%. Drew Brees, 3 for 6, 50%. Amazing. Patrick Mahomes, 7 of 7. Every Damn. time he's had to make <laughs> a drive happen, he's done it 100% of the times in the postseason. Think about that moment, what I just said. You're down by seven or fewer, a minute left in the fourth quarter. You need to get your points, and he's done it every single time. That's, That's why they're to Michael man. Jordan. Because he just mm-hmm. – he, he, it's, it's, it's like he's, it's going to happen. It's, it's inevitable he's going he's gonna to make those plays in those situations, which, like you said, is crazy. It's, it's almost like he's – He's playing against air sometimes when you watch him play. 
What do you think why, happened? That's why that's why people criticize Shanahan. They're like, well, how could you how could you not like first give him the ball first so you know what you have to do? Because you know that if you score three points, he's going to come back and beat you. That stat of six for six before the Super seven Bowl. Seven for seven. I know. But oh, yeah, before the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Right. That would have been good for, for Kyle Shanahan and his analytics department to have analyzed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what do you think happens to the Niners now? I think the Chiefs, we know they're, Mahomes ain't going anywhere. Reed's not going anywhere. Kelsey's coming back. Right. Like their course, Chris Jones, we'll see, I guess. But what do you think happens to the Niners? Like we talked about this too. Like Andy Reed was great with the Eagles, but he couldn't win ultimately with the Eagles. Correct. He got a second chance with Kansas City, and now mm -hmm. he's going to be considered one of the greatest coaches of all time. Does Kyle – I'll say it. Does Kyle Shanahan need some need to go somewhere else, or do they just keep running it back and become this – like you got to get over the hump eventually, right? I don't know. Right. So you're concerned that this is be going to become this generation's Buffalo Bills. Right. I mean, that's kind Aren't of they already. I mean, it's well, I mean, they, Harbaugh, they, but... they've been there twice. They're they're on yeah. two. Um, so, you know, obviously they had to get there a couple more times. I think if you're the Niners, you have to run it back. And it's going to be hard for them to do that because of what they're paying their top guys. Um, you know, they got to figure out a way to 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 get IU paid. He's uh, in his the fifth year of his rookie deal um, last, you know, last year remaining on it. He's going to be making a nice chunk of change. And how are you going to get that done based on what you're paying everybody else in the roster? Are you going to do like the Rams did a couple of years ago and kind of keep kicking the can down the road and restructure guys in order to get under the cap? Uh, or do you let somebody like IU go, who's you know, probably their number one receiver uh, because Shanahan is a good play caller and you feel like you could find other, other guys to, to replace him. To me, their weakness is the offensive line. Like you got to figure that out. Like when they really wanted to run the ball, they couldn't run it. And, and to me, that that points to their ability to to really push people off the line of scrimmage. You know, Trent Williams is a good player, but he's 35. You know, he, he's 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 getting to be at the end of his career. How how long do you uh, believe he could continue to play at an all pro level? Or was that the best we're going to see from him, you know, this season? Um, so I think it's O-line, D-line and, and cornerback. And then try to keep as many pieces as you can in terms of their playmakers. Eric, why can't sometimes we just accept that a team got beat? I don't think there's anything wrong with Kyle Shanahan. I think the 49ers will be fine. I think another year of Brock Purdy in the system, having a loss like that under his belt, will make him a better player. Mm -hmm. Why does it always have to be in a situation where no one ever said, hey, man, Patrick Ewing, you got to get better. They just went, damn, man, Jordan's just good. This is Patrick Mahomes. Sometimes the other guys just better because they get paid too. This ain't about. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with Kyle Shanahan. Anything at all. He's one of the best offensive coaches. the The organization has given him a plethora of players to build his offense with, and they have been successful. So therefore, you got to the Super Bowl. You were in overtime, and it came down to the last possession, and the other guy was just better. That happens, right? Sure, that that happens in sports for for, right. for sure, but that doesn't mean that we can't go back and and critique and and see what they could have did better in that situation to perhaps give them a better chance uh, to emerge victorious. I mean, we haven't talked about the kicking game. You know, they missed an extra point. If you make the extra point, you're ahead going into that that last drive. So, I mean, 
again, there's a lot of a lot of there's a lot of different things that they could have done differently to perhaps give them a better opportunity to win. Doesn't mean that they would have won, but it would have given them a better opportunity. See, the thing is, is that what Brown is saying about somebody else being better, I think that's fair, but here's what we know. Andy Reid was better than Kyle Shanahan. And how do we know that? I mean, I think when you look back at the play calling and you have a second-year quarterback and you're saying, hey, look, it's third and four. Christian McCaffrey's eating these dudes up. Like, why are they not running the football? Even if you go third and four to fourth and one, if you go third and four to fourth and six, it's an automatic. You kick. But if it's third and four and you go to fourth and one, you might actually go for it on fourth and one. Mm -hmm. Why he abandons the run. By the way, this is a pattern in his career. And it's it's available to critique. So I, I think Andy Reid... How, how many... Well, go ahead, because we got a minute, a minute left here. No, real quick. I was like, how many... Brock, in a game where the Niners led the entire game, Brock Purdy threw the ball 40 times? That's too much. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, we hey, go uh, detail at the detail, detail, but I'll tell you that right now. You were winning the whole game, and Brock Purdy threw the ball 40 times. Right. Godfrey got his yards, though, 160 scrimmage yards. I mean, they he was full. He got his touches. He was fair. He would have been the MVP if they'd have won. Yeah, well, hey, Eric, listen, it's been a great football season. Great season. And um, I was saying, and Alex and I were both saying, we're like exhausted after this football season. <laughs> you know, So uh, we'll talk to you as the, as the off season goes on, as we get ready for the draft and as we get, you know, ready for, you know, I mean, everything XFL, else. The UFL or what's yeah, it called now? The UFL. 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 Yeah. yeah. And everything who pick, else. Who pick, real quick, who picks number one in the draft? Who picks number one? Bears. Okay. Okay. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. All right. No, I didn't say who. Don't tell me who. Yeah, well, he already told you. All right. Stick around, everybody. Eric Williams, we appreciate you. Hang around. This is Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Don't go anywhere. All right, great friends. Calling a quick time out here. Uh, two quick mentions, as I usually do here um, during this uh, halftime. I want to mention my man, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. If you are considering buying a house right now, or even if you want to consider a refinance, like I got a message yesterday, an email from a guy named Carlos who said, listen, I talked to Gary and I had a 3% interest rate on my mortgage. And Gary's like, well, don't change that. You know, um, that's an unbelievable rate. So don't change that. But he's got some debt issues. Okay. Well, what can we do for you? And so they create, they somehow, and I don't know all the details of like a second mortgage or like a line of credit or whatever it is, but it, let's say you had a credit card that was 25% interest rate, and then you were able to get a line of credit. I'm just making these numbers up six or 7%. And then you were able to consolidate. That's what he did. And he's like, and then when their interest rates drop, then I'm going to be able to position myself to go buy a rental property, uh, you know, an investment property. So he said, he goes, it wasn't easy. He goes, but Gary was there every step of the way. And I've got tons of emails just like this. So if you're thinking about buying a house or you just want to talk about what listen, Gary says to me all the time, you don't need 20% to put down to buy a house. And I tell that to you guys, and you guys are like, Oh, I don't know anything about it. We'll call Gary 858 376 1299, 858 1299, QR code right here. Um, last mention for you, and that is our website, kaplanandcrew.com. I mention it every day because there's a bunch of stuff you can do there. One, you can buy the merch. I am asking you guys to buy the merch. Because when we put on the boat trip, I want everybody there to be rocking merch, which, by the way, I got to talk to Captain Troy. I got to change the date. The date that I had planned doesn't work for me. Um, 
so that's the first part of it. The second part of it is we put polls up every day. We um, put up all of our content every day. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom of our website, you can put in your email address and we will put you on our Friday email list. And we only email you once a week. It's only on Fridays. And that's, by the way, when we remember to do it. And um, when we're in that email, it's just a mention of some of the content from the week. It's um, some sponsor related stuff. It's a poll. So it's, it's not much but it's just something to stay in communication between us and you. And then by the way, a lot of you guys reply to those emails and I get all your replies, you know? So go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. And if it's too much work for you, here's the QR code right here. All right, let's get back to the second half of today's show. My great friends. Hey, that was an awesome conversation with Eric Williams. Appreciate that. E, a phenomenal season by you. And we're glad you're a part of our show. You have been for a really long time. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Still to come, our man Chuck Denton. Chuck is a guy who lives in Carlsbad, who is the camera operator for CBS Sports, who is in the middle of all the action, including the end of the game. He's the camera guy standing there next to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And, and listen, I got a lot of stuff on Kelsey. And when I say Ann Taylor, I'm, you know, listen, I thought we did a good job yesterday of explaining that she was on screen for like 0.36% of the entire Super Bowl. And I've actually come to really like the story. So while it may be a turnoff to some, it's a turn on to me. Um, and I do want to talk to, uh, to Chuck about how he was in the middle of that whole mess. And I'll tell you one thing. Um, we'll get to it in the next segment, but the Taylor Swift effect did everything that the NFL wanted it to do, which is why Roger Goodell was up in her suite kissing her ass. Because let me tell you something, she brought a lot of females to the Super Bowl. That is a fact. And we'll According talk about According to Jason Kelsey, who was in the suite with her, mm -hmm. there was a lot of people going up there to kiss her ass. Oh, yeah. To the point where like that he was just like, I left the suite because I couldn't handle how many people just wanted to meet her coming in and out. Yeah. Said he yeah, missed Usher because so many people kept coming in and out. Oh, really? And there was actually a really good video of um, of Jason, Mama Kelsey, and Taylor walking to the field after the game, and it, mm -hmm. there wasn't a there wasn't a whole bunch of security around them. I mean, I, I don't maybe they were in front, maybe they were behind, maybe they were keeping their eyes out. I don't know. They were giving them their space, but like a really awesome video of the three of them walking to the field after the game. So, um, all right, we'll get we'll get back into like the the remainder of what's you know left of the Super Bowl. Only because today is the uh, Chiefs victory parade. We'll get to all that coming up in just a little bit. But I would like to go uh, turn our attentions to a couple of local stories here in San Diego. One is the Padres and the other is San Diego State basketball. So let, let me just start off with San Diego State basketball really quickly. Last night, we talked about Valentine's Day. And I was saying that I went out with my girlfriend last night for Valentine's Day. I was listening to Uncle Teddy call the game between Colorado State and San Diego State. I was listening to Uncle Teddy call that game on radio. And in the first half, at a point where I was kind of getting out of my car, it was like 35-28. And what Ted was the, the way Ted was describing the action was, dude, Colorado State's hitting a whole bunch of threes. Uh, San Diego State is not playing defense the way they normally do. Mm -hmm. And they're just trying to, you know, tighten the game up before the half, before this thing gets a little bit out of control. That was the way Ted was describing the action on the radio as I was listening to it last night. What happened in the second half was for all those threes that Colorado State hit, they didn't hit a whole bunch of them in the second half. And and the kid Ladee 
Yeah, the kid Ladie from San Diego State had a monster night. I should have played him on Prize Picks last night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have been better off playing him than freaking whatever that kid's name is. That tall, skinny white guy from Oklahoma City, Chet, Chet. Holmgren. Holmgren, yeah. So, Alex, uh, I'm sure you were appealed uh, pretty or you know tied pretty closely to that game. No, not why. Oh, because yeah, I, I, I watched. I watched yeah. that season. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing, oddly enough. I was ready to turn it off in the beginning because I was sorely disappointed. But State, they figured it out, man. They they figured it out. That was a real opponent. They fought hard. They had the <laughs> interior people battling the D. But State, they just figured it out, man. They figured it out at home. I think if they would have been at, in Colorado, they'd have lost that game. I think them being at home was key to them to continue fighting and find a way because they were ready. Colorado State was ready, man. They were. They came prepared to play. They just didn't make no shots in the second half. And you got to make threes now. Even in college basketball, you have to make threes. And I think at one point when I was watching, they were in the second half, they were one for eight at one point. And at that point, that's when San Diego State started making that comeback. And when they they just they kept missing after miss after miss. And then every miss, San Diego State seemed to get more and more confident defensively. And that's what spurred the comeback. It wasn't that they went on some crazy offense. Defensively, they started getting stops. And Colorado State started missing. Because in the beginning, they were not missing. So well, they scored 11 points in the second half. 11 it was ugly points. for Colorado yeah. State. If you, if you don't win a game where your opponent scores 11 in either half, you did something wrong. They scored 11 points in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Go to uh, go to Coach Dutch, and uh, let's hear his post-game comments, and then we'll, we'll start moving our way towards Padres in spring training. Well, I told the team, you know, after we lost at their place, they got off to a great start, and – I'm so smart. I said, well, everybody has a game plan until you get punched in the mouth. So let's go out there and punch them in the mouth. I looked up and they punched us in the mouth. We were down again. So we had to, had to take a punch and then find a way to fight back. And the first half, they make 7.23s a game and they had seven at halftime. So they, if they'd have made seven more, we wouldn't have won the game. But they made one the second half, uh, which hits around their average. Uh, Jaden played seven and a half minutes the first half, 7.23. And you can see how valuable he is. He didn't come out the second half, and he was the difference in the game. I mean, he was hard to guard in there. He fouled two of their bigs out, and and he's just a, 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 a dynamic offensive player. And we're doing a better job finding him. Yeah. Um, one interesting storyline to last night's San Diego State basketball game, Browner, since you were watching the whole thing, I was listening to it on the radio, and then I missed the second half, so I had to catch up uh, earlier today. Did you notice the referee in last night's game? No, but I did notice how terrible Avery Johnson was on the call. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Alex, did you notice who the referee was in last night's San Diego State-Colorado State game? You're looking it up. Don't look it up. No, no, I already know. I think I don't think you have it correct. Oh no, I think he's going to be the ref. So keep oh. going. Last night, I'm listening on the radio broadcast, and Ted Leitner says, "Referee Bill Vinovich, yeah, just made this call." And Ted tells the story that Vinovich was the referee in the Super Bowl, and oh, that was on it. Sunday, mm-hmm. and then last night, Tuesday. My man is refing a Mountain West Conference regular season game. Brother, you just were the referee in the Super Bowl. And I get it. You know, you 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 weren't dancing with Marshmallow Head till all hours of the night. 
But still, the high of being the ref in the Super Bowl to the reality of being the ref in a Mountain West Conference regular season game. I, mean, I get it, man. You're mm. a professional referee, football and basketball. That's what you do, dog. Wasn't Steratore the same way? Gene Steratore? Didn't he do both? I think that's NFL right. and college basketball. Sounds right to me. Yeah. I don't know for sure. Dude, these guys right. get the summers off, man. You just put a little uh, work. You, know, you, just think, you just figure he'd be like, hey, listen, I can't ref that game Tuesday in right. San Diego because right. I'm getting done with the Super Bowl. On the other hand, maybe he thinks about it like this. Well, I'm only going to Vegas. Yeah. I'll just hustle over to San Diego. I mean, yeah. why should I why should I not work? Because you your know? brother got bills to pay, man. That Super Bowl check is that's one check. I got my life go on. I can't take no day off. I gotta <laughs> hey, get back to work. I blow a whistle for two up. hours. Every time they mess up, what do we say? Well, they're not full time. Hey, listen, if, if, if you were part timers, I know, but if you would have told me, listen, work. if you would have told me that he went from the Super Bowl to yeah. officiating last night, the Sacramento Kings against the Phoenix Suns in the NBA, yeah. like yeah. a big nationally televised NBA game, I'm like, okay, yeah. no, I, I kind of get that. But mm. to go from Super the Bowl, the shade to Mountain West Conference regular Whoa, season but game, but he didn't go to San Jose versus Wyoming. I know, but it's you know still, what I'm saying. I mean, come he on. He came to Viejas Arena, twelve thousand four hundred fourteen strong, a fortress that is the Aztecs Arena. Man, they're undefeated yeah. there, dude. dude if he would have, let me put it this way. Let me ask way. you a question. Let me ask you a question. Who was in the national championship last year? San Diego State, baby. Okay. Such so from champion to champion, it's all is what it is. All I'm saying is, is that if he would have, if he would have, if he would have last night, if last night he would have gone, if he would have gone last night from the Super Bowl to Virginia versus my Pitt Panthers, oh I'd, my god, I'd say the same thing. Like, bro, you went right. from the Super Bowl to a mid level, like, um, mid level ACC game. By the way, my Panthers won that game, so you, yeah, I mean, you know. Just, you talking no. like he was referenced City College versus Mesa College last night, no, bro. No, man, I'm saying like, no, this bro. Is still a bro. High, this is still a high-level game, bro. All I'm saying is, is that he didn't go referee Duke, North Carolina. That's all I'm saying. So you what? Should, what? Okay, what? What should he have done with his life? After Did he do whatever? I'm not telling him what to do with his life. I'm not. Well, listen, you you work as a professional referee. That's what you. I'm making the okay. point. That the high is the championship game of the NFL, the biggest league, the biggest stage, the most watched program in the history of television, to a game that is a mid-level game on a television network that nobody's watching. That I'm just making the point: the highest of highs to the middle of mids. That's all. And I'm impressed. By the way, my point is, I'm impressed. I'm super impressed that he would go from one to the other. I wonder if he got the call wrong and was like. Bruh! Offsides, like I mean, foul, foul, foul. Like, how long does it take <laughs> to get your brain out of the different uh, uh call the rule books? Yeah. That would be interesting. Keeps going like he was, he goes, keeps going yeah. like this, trying to turn on his mic. Like, wait, yeah. we don't have mics in college, ah. right? Right. So, yeah. all right. So let me do this. Um, let me just start off uh, I'm, as I'm going to make a transition from San Diego State basketball. Good win last night. Congrats, Coach Dutcher, and uh, everybody who was at that game last night having a good time. I want to make a transition into a little bit of early spring training Padres talk because I want to make sure we're keeping our eyes on this thing every day. Before I do, quick reminder again, um, Prize Picks. Download that app. Download the Prize Picks app and use our code GREATFRIENDS. They'll do a 100% match on your first deposit. And if you've already made your first deposit and you need to put a couple more bucks into your account, you can use Apple Pay on your phone. We're going all in on basketball season. Even though yesterday we went in on League of Legends and we went in on dart throwing, Okay, we're going all in on basketball now. And so on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, I got to look and see what I want to do with the Lakers at the Utah Jazz. 
And, mm. uh, and by the way, I'd still like to actually talk about that because there was an interesting story that was published that the Golden State Warriors tried to trade for LeBron James. And LeBron essentially told the Lakers, no, I'm not interested. You know, essentially solidifying his commitment to the Lakers. We'll, we'll maybe we'll get into that a little bit later on. We have but to. Alex, okay, well, let's do it. Because Chuck Denton's coming up in the next set segment. We won't take the whole segment with him. We'll just spend a little bit of time with Chuck. Um, Alex, let's go to some Padres. Where should we start today? Do we Should we want to start with A.J. Preller? Do we want to start with Manny Machado? Well, yesterday, let's start with Preller because yesterday we did talk about who, now that Profar is here, he's likely to be starting in left, or so we assumed. So that leaves center field open for someone like Jackson Merrill, unless he totally has a terrible spring. But A.J. Preller yesterday met with the media and said, oh, no, no, no. I'm still talking. I'm still wheeling and dealing, baby. But, you know, again, like it's it's been a later developing market, really. I, I think we've had like real, honestly, trade conversations that are still ongoing that, you know, usually at this point in season, most teams are kind of focused on, you know, they have their roster getting to spring training, going and playing. Uh, we've been pretty active, like, you know, in terms of still obviously some talented free agents that are out there. Obviously, we signed, we signed Profar, you know, yesterday or the day before. Um, and there's some active trade conversations. And, and similar to last year, I think we had, a, I don't know if we had Michael Walker at this point in time in the season. So, you know, we're always going to be looking to add and improve, um, you know, uh, the, the team that starts right now or starts camp here in the next couple of days. It's, you know, it's not going to be the team, you know, that uh, that obviously we, we finished with. And, and there'll be a lot of a lot of different options as we go through the year. And, and honestly, I think there'll be some options as we go through spring training. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, Cody though. Uh, I mean, yeah, wait, wait, hey, listen, <laughs> when, you, when you think about like the fact that a guy like Blake Snell is still not signed, I'm not saying that the Padres are going to sign him. I, I wouldn't sign him, not for what he wants. But it's it's actually quite interesting that nobody, none of the big market teams, the Yankees, yeah. the Mets, the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Giants, I mean, like nobody. And and is it has he outpriced himself or does everybody think like we think, which is, hey, we've seen your best and we understand your resume, but we don't think we want to pay you for what you've done. We want to pay you for what you are. And we kind of think you're probably like a Musgrove kind of a guy, like 20 million a year. Like that's kind of what we think. And we also don't want to sign you long term because who wants to give a pitcher like a super long term contract who's already, you know, kind of this yeah. deep into his career. So when you have a guy like Blake Snell, who's still out there and not signed. It does stand to reason, I think, that um, lots of moves are are still going to get made. I think the Bellinger-Snell comparison is the same. I think both these guys have incredible awards, MVP Cy Youngs, but the inconsistency the last few years until last year when it was, oh, what a shocker, it's your contract year again. Like, let's go out and, and perform like monsters where, where the previous few seasons we saw kind of what you really are. So I'm not surprised both of them want a lot and aren't getting a lot if i were if i were a major league team i would let both these guys sit as long as humanly possible until they come off what these crazy demands are alex just 100 percent nailed it if all of a sudden a contract year shows up and then all of a sudden you're out of your mind with your skill set for your, your play for the year that's a red flag for me as a person who has to cut that check because i'm not going to look at that year now i'm going to look at the other years and why did you have a down year in those years? But now when you know it's time for the money year, now all of a sudden you're playing at the MVP or Cy Young caliber level. 
that's a massive red flag for me. And I, y'all know I love Blake Snell. I always thought he was the best pitcher on the staff. But I also know that there's a number for him. And it doesn't matter who the organization is, whether it be the Giants or Seattle, even the Dodgers. There's a number for him that I don't think people are willing to exceed because they know what we're publicly saying. Mm. Where was this performance every year? How I would, come we don't get this place now every year? If I were the Dodgers, this is what I would do if I were the Dodgers. I would go to Blake Snell, and I'll say, I'll tell you what, how about a two-year deal yep. for yep. $50 million, You know, yep. two years, $55 million. Something like that. I, I'd want to do short-term at, at, I would call it around market value. I, I don't want to yep. overpay you, I, and I don't want you to feel completely underpaid. But, but, but you're talking I about Padres and Snell? No, I'm wait, no, no, talking no, about what? Anyone. Who are you talking anyone. about? Okay. I'm about, if I were the Dodgers, this is what I would do with Blake Snell. But, but to to your point, Scott, if I do make a mistake and overpay you, I don't want it to hurt me. So yeah, I'll give you twenty five, thirty million, but I'm gonna give it for to you for two years. Yeah. That way, I know you stay sharp and I get my money's worth. But if yeah. I give you this for five years, I know for the first three, I'm not gonna get what I paid for. No, I'm not, I'm I'll not say this, that. and I 100 believe this. To be a fact, if you and I'm gonna throw a word that we love around here, if you as the Padres oh. sign Blake Snell to any sort of multiple year deal, that's roster malpractice. Because Ooh. if you're gonna spend any sort of money on any position and it's not outfield, yeah, right. what are you doing? Yeah, because yeah. because you got your guys, your pitchers back. Yeah, right. So that's what you, you gotta roll with them photo for. Right, you gotta you roll with that. Yeah, you gave up on Soto to get right. arm, mm -hmm. so you so got arm. So the, the the mere fact that they even asked AJ Preller yesterday, would, are you thinking about bringing Blake Snell back? It is a waste of everybody's time. No, they're not going to bring Blake Snell back because we have no outfielders. Right. I'd rather, right. to your point, by the way, I'd rather go get a Cody Bellinger. And I get what you're saying, Browner, about how guys perform in contract years. I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but what I would okay. subscribe to is guys get paid and then then let let down they they kind of let their foot off the gas when they get mm -hmm. paid and so and i and i would use manny machado as a prime example you know and you might tell me no you're wrong he got hurt last year okay maybe but all i can tell you is is that when manny machado was a 30 million dollar a year player um he had his foot on the gas and he was giving you everything he had and then they gave him another new contract that extended way out now he's a 35 million dollar a year player and you know what Hey, listen, I got a lot of other guys around me. They spent a lot of money. Let everybody else pick up the slack. And I feel like he pulled his foot off the gas a little bit. So, And that happens all the time with lots of guys. That people say, well, he got paid, and he's not the same player anymore. So all I'm getting at is, is that if I were the Padres, I would, have a, I would have some interest in Cody Bellinger. I wouldn't have interest in mm -hmm. him as a $20 million a year outfielder. Right. But if I get Cody Bellinger at a decent number, he's a monster upgrade defensively number one. I mean, that guy could cover that outfield from center field. In Him and Tatis would be ridiculous defensively. Right. The question is, are you going to get Cody Bellinger, a guy who for like his last two seasons with the Dodgers just couldn't hit? Right. Right. That's Which we have a lot of that around here. So I don't know. We if have that's, enough of that. But it's at least it's a lefty that can't hit. But he can hit. So he proved he can hit multiple times. He just, he I don't do? know what had happened. What did, he, what did he do last year? Do you recall? Like what his, because I, I remember him making a big comeback in Chicago last year. But I want to say that the Cubs signed him to like a one year, yes, 18, one -year 19 deal. million dollar contract, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because his resume said he's a 19 million dollar a year player. 
So his and, MVP season, he was hitting, he hit 305, 47 home runs, 115 RBIs. Mm-hmm. Last season, he hit 307, 26 home runs, 97 RBIs. Yeah. And, but and Wrigley. Had, you're right, Wrigley. And his last three seasons with the Dodgers, he had 239, 165, and 210. And he was just, yeah, he struck out a ton, 150 yeah. times. Like, yeah, it was last year was a remarkable season for him. Yeah. But I would say Cody Bellinger would help this team big time. But, not you you can't go signing him for a five-year 100 million dollar contract you just can't do it mm. not yeah. this padre team yeah um anything that we should hear from manny before we hit this uh next break uh i got a lot of clips from manny i'll play you um all right well what 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 are, what are you gonna what how can you improve from last year to this year with the lessened roster um yeah it's, it's different you know obviously uh you know you you take the good and you take the bad and, and you try to just be better next year. And, uh, you know, this year we're going to go out there and just try to compete at the end of the day is, is we got to play better as a team. Um, you know, we got to do the little things that count and at the end of the day, we just got to play better. I mean, I think, I think that that's, that's ultimately what, what it comes down to. And, um, you know, I think the guys in here, I think are a little bit more hungry. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, it was devastating where, you know, we could have been a lot better last year and we fell short, you know, two games back. You know, from 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 the season that wasn't so great, and uh, you know we have we know we have it. So. Anyway, you know what? I'm listening to him, and um, all I'm seeing is behind him. There's the Padres logo and the Southwest Airlines logo. Did you guys see the fight that happened on the Southwest flight that was headed what? to Hawaii? Did you guys happen to see this video went viral? No. Yesterday? Oh my God! What? You have got to see this video, Browner. You talk about two piece in a biscuit. This guy Ooh. landed lefts and rights, just kept punching this dude. Mm. Oh, my God. We got to – anyway, listen. Uh, Chuck Denton, who was – he was right there on the spot oh, oh, for oh. Travis and Taylor. Chuck Denton, next. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And Chuck Denton is going to join us here soon. Chuck is a guy who lives in Carlsbad, who is a longtime great friend, who about two weeks ago, we were talking about him on the air. He got into his car. He turned on the radio. He heard us talking about him. And we brought him on the show the next day because he's the guy that holds the camera for CBS in the middle of all the action. And he's the guy that's been getting all these incredible shots of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. So we'll talk to Chuck Denton coming up in just a few minutes. And, uh, oh, there it is. There's the picture of Travis and Taylor. That's from Chuck's camera. Like, you're looking – he's showing you that picture. You know, so the, the Super Bowl is over, and Chuck is right there on the spot. And there's a ton of pictures that are that are zoomed out where you can actually see Chuck in the actual photos. Alex, I can see you're going to his Instagram account right now. And he's got and, – and, by the way, he's got young daughters, and they think he's, like, the coolest guy going. There he is. Okay, this is a great picture. Uh, for those of you that are listening on radio, I always tell you, come over to the YouTube show. Dude, this is an amazing picture of Kelsey and Taylor Swift hugging it out after the game. And Chuck is right there, camera covering half his face. <laughs> he is right on top of him. So uh, Chuck will join us here in a couple of minutes. Speaking of Taylor Swift for one quick second, did you see the numbers of how females came to football, came to the Super Bowl, just the same way we've never had more people watching, just the same way we've never had more people gambling. There have never been a bigger female demographic of of people uh, watching the game 
and and much of it is attributed to Taylor Swift. All right, Alex, let's let's look at these numbers. Fifty-eight million females watched the Super Bowl Fifty-eight, which is an all-time high. Women represented forty-seven and a half percent of total audience, also an all-time high. Female viewership from twelve to seventeen up eleven percent, and female viewership from eighteen to twenty-four was up twenty-four percent. Think about that. Uh, young girls between the ages of twelve and young women between the ages of twelve and twenty-four, they were up a grand total of thirty-five percent. That means. And I'm sure many of you who are listening and watching have had the same experience that I have. My 17-year-old daughter, who doesn't really watch football. Now, my other daughters, they do. They, they grew up around it. My youngest daughter, she sort of fell off at some point. But my youngest daughter, because she's a Swifty, because she went to two Taylor Swift shows at SoFi Stadium, because that's her favorite, because Taylor Swift means something to her, you know, um, she was more in, she was, let me rephrase, not more. She was actually oh. interested in football because, oh, Taylor Swift's at the game. Oh, Taylor Swift goes out with that guy, number 87. This is a statistical fact. So for every old guy who complains about they showed Taylor Swift too much, they showed her for 0.36% of the overall broadcast. 0.36%. Less than 1% of the broadcast, Taylor Swift is on the screen. That's all. So for everybody that got all butthurt and offended by it, I would just uh, urge you to chill. Yeah. If anything, it's going to be more going forward. Presuming that these two presuming stay together. that they stay together, yeah. Right. Which, yeah, she's not at the parade today, by the way. Because well, they, yeah, because uh, she's back out on the road. She's in Australia or something like that. So right, that's right. Um, Chuck Denton's getting ready to join us here in a matter of seconds, and uh, and again, Chuck was so caught up in the middle of all that action. And remember when he was here last time, he was telling us a story about how bad security was. And he never, he didn't really air them out, which I thought was kind of cool of him, but it kind of sounds like, you know, how the security guys around Taylor Swift and the security guys around the players were, uh, very hands on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all right. Is Chuck ready to go? Let's, let's find out here. All right. Hey, Chuck. Hey Hey, man. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm a little tired, but other than that, all good. (laughs) Hey, listen, don't be tired, man. I was telling these guys in the last segment. The guy who was the referee of the game, Bill Vinovich, right? Mm-hmm. That guy went from call, from refereeing the Super Bowl on Sunday, and last night he was refereeing San Diego State versus Colorado State. So my man was like, "Hey, I got work to do," you know. And he wasn't like all uh, high and mighty, like, "Hey, I just went from the Super Bowl to a you know to a Mountain West Conference regular season game on CBS Sports Network at six o'clock at night that nobody's watching, other than like maybe a little bit of the region." So, you know, come on, man. You're you're fine. It's all good, brother. It's all good. It's all it's all part of the job, right? Uh how many days were you in Vegas? Uh I got there Monday night. I decided to drive up instead of fly. Um because I was worried about the rain and and I'm glad I did because I had a car for sure and the rain uh would have canceled or delayed my flights. So I got back uh late Monday night. I drove back. What do you guys do all week in preparation for the Super Bowl? Because there are more cameras in more places than any other broadcast. Well, we're, you know, a lot of it is early on is not much to do, to be honest with you. I think they just kind of want us there. They want to make sure that we're, we don't have any problems with credentials and our parking situation is, you know, we have to share parking and everything like that. So there's not much really going on. I mean, your world gets smaller as you, you know, get into a bigger game like that because you've got, so many other, you know, other people, other extra equipment, other, 
you know, uh, people that doing other things that you didn't have the week before at the AFC championship game. So what happens is we get there and in my world, it's, I'm a handheld operator. And so I'm only worried about the handheld camera. I'm not worried about the cameras that are all over the, you know, around the, around the, around the stadium. So I have to worry about, do I have the right, you know, is my camera okay? Do I have the right lens? Do I have the right cables? Who are my guys that are going to be behind me? And really you kind of focus uh, some microcosm of the bigger picture just to make sure that I'm ready for the week. Nice. nice. How many Super Bowls have you now shot? Uh, this Ooh. was my sixth. Okay. Of the six, I told these guys on Monday, my first reaction, the Super Bowl should never leave Las Vegas. I heard that as I was driving back from Vegas, I had you on the yeah. app. Yeah, so thank I you. Shout that. out to the app. Shout out do to you, the app. So of the six, do you think, like, this is just a city that's meant to host this thing? Like, that's the way, like, it is perfect. It, it is. They will they will never run out of hotel rooms in Vegas. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard the story about the Luxor having, like, the $65 a night hotel room. That's a terrible, I don't know that I, it's even worth $65, but it is a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> so it is an awful hotel room. It's, it's a door it's a door a roof and a bed yeah. you're lucky if your roof is not like this when you right. get out of bed yeah but i, I look it, it is the convention center space at the mandalay bay was phenomenal um everyone was super friendly the traffic got a little stupid around the stadium as you can imagine and got tighter as it was the week went on it was fine for me in getting around until friday night and friday it was a noticeable major increase i think in traffic and saturday we were all kind of like, you know, not really in the mix uh, out on the scene. But I think the, the, the city was did a phenomenal job. I mean, I can't, I can't say enough good things about it. And the stadium, I thought, was wonderful. Chuck, do you get a chance at all in your role with CBS to celebrate or enjoy any of the festivities? Or, I mean, I just got to think, like, you know, usually during the regular season, you know, you'll, you'll get a chance to be in the city that you're going to and maybe have dinner the night before or whatever. But is there anything that you slash the CBS team does in advance that celebrates the the fun of the Super Bowl? Um, not formally, no. I mean, everyone's on a different schedule. Um, we rarely see the production people. We rarely see the producer and director. And if it's passing, we don't see the talent. Um, it, it's such a large. You, you know, you 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 have your sort of little group of people that are in your circle. Uh, and then you have other people that are outside of that. But everyone had a different agenda. A lot of people went to see U2. Um, a lot of people went to see shows. A lot of people hung out in the casino. One of my dear friends, you know, popped $500 one night in the casino and popped $1,200 the next night in the casino. Nice. So everyone had their own agenda of what they wanted to do. They did have media night um, at the Formula One paddock, the new paddock that they built uh, near the Strip. Yeah. Then media night, which was outstanding. And there's a lot of people that you see there that you haven't seen in a while, but not anything formal. No. Yeah. Did C- you know, usually CBS has like a big party. I can remember years ago in San Francisco, they took over um, the uh, baseball stadium there and Metallica played that night. Did I don't know if CBS, I'm sure they must've done something for all their advertisers and, you know, the huge amount of hospitality. I don't know about advertisers. I, I mean, they had something uh, after the Super Bowl. On Sunday night at uh, the at the Virgin Hotel, that was one of the as one of the the crew hotels, and they had a D, they had a DJ and they had a bunch of food and everything. And I mean, I stopped by for like twenty minutes. Dude, we were all barely we we could barely stand up at that point. We, I mean, we had been in since five in the morning. 
I was going to so, say, what time does the day start yeah, for, for you guys on Sunday? Five in the morning, and then all of the pregame festivities and all of the postgame. You know, it's just it's a lot. It's a mm-hmm. lot. So when, when you when you get through with all this and you've done this game, does it ever does it ever get old for you? I mean, obviously you've been doing this for such a long time and at such a high level. Is there ever a point where you go, "Oh man, I'm not looking forward to that." I said all along, all week, and my fellow uh, uh, camera operators and tape operators said the same thing. We can't wait to kick off. It's everything during the week is just the buildup and the, the the drama, and we have to wait on this, and we have to work around the halftime rehearsals and all of the festivities. I like I, the game itself was was phenomenal. Loved it. Loved every bit of it. You know, there's a certain rush and a certain high with doing a game, of, especially the way it ended. Um, you know, Monday morning when we all drug ourselves back in there to start tearing out equipment and breaking down cameras and te- we were all just, we were, we were done. Mm-hmm. I mean, stick a fork in it. We were done. Does so the, if you ask me that question over- now, I would say I'm done. If you ask me that question in six months, I'm like, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Here's a, here's an easy question. Or maybe not an easy question, but does the overtime wear more on you too? As a person who's operating a piece of machine, like it, like the players obviously is taxing their body to go into overtime. As a person also working and holding something for a large period of time, does it go with the overtime? You're like, oh no, another fifteen <laughs> we were minutes all, of this. You know, there's a part of you that's like, this is going to be great for CBS. This is a script you could <laughs> not have written. Um, the other part of it is, oh my god, I've got to deal with, and it, it's not like it's going to end in a tie. So right. if they hadn't finished it in 15 minutes, guess what? They keep playing. I was ready. Nobody for the knew the overtime ever, rules. Second apparently. overtime game. Yeah, yeah me no, too. Nobody knew. Did you, the did rules you know apparently. the rules? Did you know? I did not know the rules. No, <laughs> I knew that both teams had possessed, but I I thought like the regular season that if a you know a touchdown a touchdown kind of trumps everything. But yeah. you imagine not. though if the Niners would have scored and you ran onto the field no thinking it was over like and you're like wait 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 why it's not over yeah <laughs> and, 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 you know, when they got to overtime i you know we were all they kind of set it in our ear and we we knew okay they have to they have to do this and we were we were kind of learning like everyone else but you know i guess the you know we didn't know all the rules either we know what you know is yeah. what it is chuck denton is a camera operator for cbs he lives in carlsbad he's been a great friend of the show for many many years um and and Last year, obviously, for those of you that followed me and Alex down to Houston uh, for the San Diego State Final Four, Chuck was a big part of putting all of that together for us. Chuck, I got to just run now to the end of the game. The game ends, and the Chiefs win, and um, now the, the celebration is going to happen on the field. You told us about what happened with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey when she unannounced came down to the field after the AFC Championship game, but now at the Super Bowl – you're all expecting her, I suspect, to uh, be down on the field. And you're right on top of both of them. So tell us about what happens when the game ends and the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey experience. What happened? Well, you know, they had, they again, like they, they always do at these championship events, they bring out this stage on wheels and, and it takes a minute. It's like the halftime show. It takes a minute to set all this up. They have, they cordon off everything. We had given us as a, we usually have just a red vest that says NFL or Super Bowl on it. For that, because of what happened in the FC Championship game, they gave us a vest. And if we were part of the post game inside the little roped off area, we had a yellow stripe. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing for our armbands. So I had a, I had special access 
Um, and what happened is they told me beforehand, they said, you and one other camera are going backstage. You're, you're going to be behind the stage. You have special access. And this is where you're going to go. Get your best picture. Whatever it is is whatever it is. And, of course, I knew Taylor was probably going to come down if, if they won. I was, I was counting on it. The NFL was counting on it. And they knew they were going to come. So we're back there. Like they're gathering, they're rolling out the red carpet. You know, they do the trophy walk, you know, with Larry Zonka and John Elway. And I'm on the other side of the stage. I can't see any of this. And um, Travis Kelsey is back there. The people that are waiting to go up on stage come from the rear where I was. So Travis Kelsey was there. And then, of course, I hear, you know, here comes Taylor. And that's, that's a big, you know, where, where is she? What, what camera is she on? You know, that kind of thing. And then she shows up. Her security was fine. Uh, had no issues with her security. Um, you know, the, there was a little bit of pushing and shoving with some some of the still guys that, again, sh probably shouldn't have been in there to, to begin with. But other than that, it was a lot more calm. Uh, everyone sort of held their ground. Only when she started to move, like if she wanted to leave or she wanted to go, you know, walk with him somewhere, it got a little chaotic. But when she was in, standing by herself, standing beside Mama Kelsey, um, Jason Kelsey was over in the corner. The dad was, you know, over in the corner. It was fine. No issues. So security like was, the... was better behaved this time, huh? Well, they had a meeting about it. <laughs> so there was a, <laughs> evidently a little come to Jesus meeting about it. And, and we, uh, you know, we were told it was going to be a lot more calm, a lot more chaos. I mean, it's, it, you know, I, I, I could nitpick somewhat here and there with people pushing, but it wasn't anything like it was the week before. It was a lot more calm and, mm -hmm. and she was calm and she stood there forever. I mean, she was, I was closer this time with less obstacles between me and her than I was in the AFC championship game. High five her at all. You were a fist bump, you know, you I couldn't No, I couldn't, but I did not. It's Everybody funny. I did shot. walk over. I did walk over to mama Kelsey after Taylor had kind of moved on and mama Kelsey was saying, was standing there by herself. And I, I walked over to her and I said, I don't know if you remember me or not. I said, we were in line together at TSA when I, in, in Buffalo. She's like, I remember you. Cause we went to the, we went to like the you know priority club lounge or something together. And then she's like, that's cool. And I walked over to, to Jason Kelsey and I said, bro, I bet the podcast is going to be off the chain this week. And he's uh, okay. Like, have no idea. You have no idea. You ready? Hey, you're here. Chuck Denton is here with us right now. Let's, let's watch a little clip of the Jason and Travis Kelsey podcast that dropped. I suspect yesterday, um, Alex, you want to, you want to play a little clip of this? Yeah. So the video Scott called it, uh, uh, Jason Kelsey had a luchador mask and he was partying at the wind with marshmallow or oh, marshmallow head the way like Scott likes to say it. Yeah. And there was a video. I, I wish I had it here. We'll, we'll make this, we'll, we'll make this our Tory holistics highlight of the day. Um, Tory holistics. If you go to Tory or California holistics, which by the way, Chuck, um, based on holding that camera for as long as you do, brother, I get you some of this, some of this like THC rub dude, work on those shoulders, work on that lower back. Uh, the, the code is better, bud. You save 20% when you spend $75 or more at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. And whether it's uh, recreational or it's pain management or it's sleep, whatever the case may be, uh, make sure you use that promo code better, bud. And here, Chuck, so watch I'll play the video of that. Uh, they're going to reference first. That way we all know what we're talking about. So this is the video of, of, you know, Travis and Taylor in love, dancing, having their own little like, you know, couples moment. And then the camera pans over to jason kelsey in a in a overall kansas city chief in a luchador mask onesie with marshmallow like partying his brains out 
So this is the video they referenced, and here is that clip. Buddy Party's better than Jason Kelsey. What are you talking about? It was electric having my big brother around, dude. It really didn't start getting to the next level until I found that luchador mask. Because initially, when I first got there, you were trying to get me to go up on the stage with you, and I'm like, nah, I'm going to be over here. This is your guys' time. Which I respect. There's something about finding that luchador mask that really just transformed them. It really did. For everyone. It was insane. The belly dance where it was just like the, the bobbing up and down. Just mo- going with the motion. <laughs> Letting the belly take control. The one video of them showing me and Taylor and then panning to you and Marshmallow. It's a very strong dichotomy of just two different worlds. Two people in love and enjoying the moment together. Panning to a complete Neanderthal who is no longer connected with modern day society. It looked like you and Marshmallow were a tag team. I freaking died laughing watching that. So the the clip kept going. I had to cut it off because it's long. So Jason found that mask at the first party at the Resorts World on the dance floor. Never even questioned it. He said it smelled gross, but I picked it up and I put it on. He's like, there's a 100% chance I'm getting pink eye. But when you find a luchador mask, you put it on. So he didn't even know where it came from. He's found it on the dance floor. Oh, that's my God. The, that, you know, there's no surprise there. I mean, that's okay. the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of guy he's always been. And uh, that's, that's why reports are he met with ESPN, Amazon, Fox, CBS. You name it, he met with them in Vegas. He'll be right. on TV next year. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's, listen. Well-deserved, by the way. Well-deserved. Right. He, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a great character. Career. He's Right. He's had a great career. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's a character. His brother is one of the biggest stars in the league. His brother's dating the biggest superstar on the planet. And they have a monster podcast, which means that they can communicate to a lot of people. So he's a very valuable asset. He, he's I, got would argue, yeah. I would argue that he's far more valuable than Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee is this, is this thing. But look at where Kelsey is now. And if you try to, because whatever Pat McAfee's doing, swap him out. Put Kelsey Man, in there. It, it's the same. It's the same audience. It's literally the same audience with a fresher player who just got done playing. Yeah. Imagine the imagine the market for 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 Travis Kelsey the day he announces his retirement. Woo! Well, now imagine now. To, to what Browner's point is though is that if you're ESPN, if you could get the Kelsey brother podcast and start doing that on on TV. That would be an amazing way to go. Hey, Chuck, congratulations, man. What an amazing football season for you. And uh, I guess, listen, we got 30 seconds of golf, basketball. I mean, you yeah. know, college basketball, it's all still going to happen. So we'll talk to you again real soon. Yep. And uh, congrats on a great year. Rolling into college basketball uh, tomorrow as we speak. Where, so. where are you going? What game? Going to Houston. We've got Texas playing Houston, and then we go to Kentucky, and then I think UConn. Okay, man. Hitting the road. So, no San Diego State games, but oh well, you know. Yeah. Well, Bill Vinovich has got, you know, he's got those San Diego State games. Oh, we'll be Final Four again. Don't worry. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chuck, we'll see you real soon. Congratulations. Uh, If you are a radio listener, stay with us. We got lots more to get to. If you are watching and listening on podcast, we're going to get uncensored right now. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Time to get uncensored all up in this biatch. Valentine. Proud of somebody taking you out for dinner tonight? One of your ladies? No, I mean, I don't, again, like I said, I don't do any activities on this day for the simple fact of it's overpriced. It's New Year's Eve. I'm good. I'll pass. I'll go to dinner tomorrow. The same, like Alex said, same restaurant. The food going to be the same. 
the restaurant will just be a little less decorated. Yeah. I'm not. I, I'm good. I'm not falling for the okie doke, man. I'm gonna stick that even, in my pocket. Our server even said Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, anyway, right. So, so did they? Hey, no. The yeah. woman who was the owner of the restaurant that I was in last night. She's like, "Hey, Happy Valentine's Day to you guys." We're like, appreciate that. They know. know. Everybody knows. It's crock of shit what they're doing out here today. Ooh, what's up? Nothing. Just crock of shit over here. Right. It, it is. Trying, it is. Trying to see this Kelsey thing. What he said. I don't know what the hell he was. I mean, Kelsey always gets the mic last, I guess. Some wrestler shit, some yelling, yeah. some drunk obscenities, probably mm -hmm. more than likely. Well, he was drinking. He was sucking on a big old you bottle guys, in 1942 during the parade. So you guys want to hear it all? I have yeah. a clip. Yeah, let's hear it. So now that we're uncensored, I don't even know. I haven't heard it. So yeah, let's hear what he says. Song, sing along. Blame it all on my roots. I, I showed up in boots. And ruin the Niners affair. Oh, he's fucked up. <laughs> we were the last one to show. We were the last one they thought they'd see there. Oh, my God. He wrote lyrics. That's all the surprise. <laughs> that fear in their eyes. They went, took that glass of champagne. Pat, I took that glass of champagne, I promise you. <laughs> When I took and I toasted you, <laughs> only we threw what I never. What? <laughs> I got Low places, yeah. Whiskey and the beer chases my blues away. Yeah. Patrick well, Holmes is holding him up. Yeah, take take the mic, Pat. <laughs> Bro, that's hilarious. The dude is fucked know. up. That's Patrick so Mahomes is holding him up physically. Yep. Right. That's Here's. awesome. I've Good been there him, before. Man. I've been there before. You're ready to party, but your girl's there, so you gotta yeah, take man. it easy. And then your girl right. bounces the next day, and you're like, let's fucking go. I've <laughs> been there man, before. If you have a, if if you're him, <laughs> nobody's got a better life right now than that man. Have a He's good him. time, brother. Yeah, he him. He him of the month. Yeah, he him. Have a good time, brother. You won the Super Bowl. Your girl's a superstar. You, you're the hot ticket in town, wherever town you win. Have a good time, brother. Just be smart. Just be smart, man. Don't publicly embarrass nobody. Have, be you. Have a good time. Celebrate your Super Bowl. But be careful and, and protect your name because now that's, it's worth something. So, um, all right, listen, we're going to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to go on a couple-day trip. Um, then Alex is off next week. But I'm going to tell you guys something right now. I'm really excited because we're we're going to announce a partnership with a San Diego company. Should I announce it now? Or should I should no. just feel like, no? I should wait. Okay. I want to wait. I want to make like an entrance, like Travis okay. Kelsey was. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Like, we yeah. all got to roll in here. Yeah. Deep. You're right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Let's do that because because yeah. um, we have created a partnership with a San Diego company that now has international reach. And Browner, when I tell you who this is. During Black History Month, mind you. Oh, whoa. On Valentine's whoa. Day. Oh, and no. On, and on Valentine's oh, no. Day. Motherfucker, you're going to lose your motherfucking mind. Oh, shit. Does Browner not know some, about this? I don't think we so. Got, I haven't told him yet. I haven't told we got him some, We got some black-owned businesses coming to the show? Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't say black-owned business. That's what you just said. No, I, no, I didn't say that. I said in the Black History Month, you're going to go crazy because... This particular company, their probably most famous influencer 
is somebody that you is that you just love. Obama? You, you no, not Obama. More. Oh. Yeah, you love Whoa. this motherfucker more. You love this motherfucker more than Obama. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I, 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 I can't wait then. Shit, let's oh, get yeah. to it. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, you're gonna love this. <laughs> you're gonna love this. All right, hey, listen, I want to say this. Uh, everybody, have a great week. Uh, Alex and Browner got the show from here. Uh, we are back. You know, I'll, I'll be back after the holiday weekend because there's Monday is a holiday. So, um, and and for those of you that cut, you know, that bust my balls, oh, you take so much time off. Hey, you know what? Um, it's his birthday, man. Um, yeah, and and it's on a Saturday. <laughs> man, enjoy his birthday, man. <laughs> it's on a Saturday, dog. It's on a Saturday. Yeah. Hey, maybe yeah. you'll run into some fucking uh, Chiefs down there, dude. Maybe you'll run into uh, some. Oh, dude, there's right. no doubt. There's no doubt. You might run into to Travis Kelsey. 100% that's a possibility. Not yeah. the sober version either. No, no. I, I see that Travis one. Kelsey. <laughs> at, I, I see Travis Kelsey at Squid Row. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, dude. All right, listen. Much love to everybody. Support our sponsors. We love you. Stay on with the show, even though I'm, it doesn't matter that I'm gone. These motherfuckers got this show. We're back tomorrow. Peace out.